And so to, today, I want us to just say in a moment again, I want you to just, you know, go to God in prayer. And Father, I thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to step into your word, for this opportunity to experience uh, grace, to experience your power and your presence. Because every time the word of God is taught, there is a release of the power of God that backs up that word that brings about a change. And friends, I want to tell you today that the word of God is going to change and transform your life. This is the beginning of great things. This is the beginning of a new experience in your life and in your destiny. Hallelujah. And I don't want to tell you that the, the, the hand of the Lord is going to change you today. The wisdom of God is a powerful thing. The wisdom of God is, is, is liberating. The wisdom of God changes a man's life. An encounter that Solomon had with wisdom changed his life forever. Amen. I mean, think about it. Just one encounter with God, the, the, the life of Solomon changed forever. Just one encounter with wisdom. So, what we are dealing with today is so important, is so pertinent, is so key. Because this is what is going to advance your life. This is what's going to give you speed. This is what's going to transform your life. Amen. And so, um, I want you to understand this. And I want you to get ready because... God is going to be speaking to you accurately and precisely today. God is going to send you his word and his word is going to shape you. Amen. So let's, let's say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory and we give you praise. We thank you for what you are set to do in our midst today. We thank you because of your power that you are releasing over us today. I thank you because your word is able to build and transform. Therefore, the anointing of God's Spirit is present at this very moment, building you, giving you the resources that is necessary to, to, for your destiny. The power of God is present right now, affecting and transforming you. You receive light in your spirit, and this light is going to transform your life, bring it into a new season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So I want to say welcome to everybody. And I want to, just before I start, I want to be sure everybody can hear me. Can you all hear me? Can you all hear me clearly, well and clearly? <laughs> if you can hear yes, me. Oh, good. Good. Thank you very much. Great. All right. Glory to God. So I want to first, by defining to you what phronesis means. Hallelujah. Uh, many of us, we probably, in our course, in our Christian work, we've come in contact with what, you know, this, um, what, what this means. But I'll just do a bit of definition of stamps as we go into the word. Hallelujah. Um, phronesis is a Greek word that expounds the a dimension of God that oftentimes is missing in the life of the believer. For instance, um, Frodesis is the this is the wisdom that Solomon received from the Lord that caused him to excel in good judgment. So much so that the Bible says that there came all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all the kings of the earth, which had heard the wisdom of Solomon. This is in 1 Kings 
4 and verse 34. The wisdom of God was so much on Solomon that kings came from all over to hear him speak. It's evident that God gave Solomon an extraordinary aptitude for comprehension. What we did that Solomon had was Solomon had practical wisdom. So I dare say to you today that furnaces propels you to make accurate choices. It propels you to make accurate choices, sound judgments, and it makes you to make decisions. And it helps you to do things right at the first instance. Phronesis propels you to do things right at the first instance. You know, many of you, you already know different kinds of wisdom. You're you're associated with different kinds of wisdom. For instance, the Bible speaks about, you know, Sophia, which is also another Greek word, which means theoretical wisdom or insight into reality. Sophia is just like what what you have in school, academic knowledge. It's a, it's, you have an understanding, a knowledge about a, a body of, um, of um, a vast body of, of certain topics and um, certain um, uh, dimensions of life. So that is what Sophia is. It means the collective understanding of all things. This is good. And of, of course, we also understand that there's another kind of wisdom, which is synesis. This is critical wisdom. The ability to understand concepts and see relationships between them. You know, for instance, uh, this is a science. Soonest is a science. It's a critical wisdom. The ability to understand concepts and see relationships between them. It suggests a quickness of apprehension. It, the, 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 it's, it's a kind of wisdom that is penetrating. It suggests uh, it's, it's critical it, it precedes actions. You know, this is a, 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 a kind of wisdom that helps you to make accurate decisions, you know, based on certain understanding that you have. So it's a science. Whereas, now this is the difference between phronesis uh, from Sophia and Sonesis. Phronesis is practical wisdom. It's, it's like a force that makes you say the right thing before you think it. <laughs> it's practical wisdom. God gives Sophia. You understand? God gives um, insight into reality. You know? So that you can have sonesis. So that you can have uh, critical knowledge of things. The science of things. The uh, pragmatic nature of things. Ability to make decisions and all of that. You can understand the purpose of things developing around you. But phronesis is a mindset, is a mindset that creates a, a successful believer. So phronesis is practical wisdom. It's a wisdom that is impacted into you. That that doesn't that it that doesn't just make you full of understanding. That means you know it doesn't just make you understand principles and um, how to apply theories and, you know, uh, whatnot. But you have to understand that furnaces is is a wisdom 
that is not just that not just in, in, impact you with understanding. It's a wisdom that gives you ability. It's a wisdom that enables you. Now, this is something you have to understand because it, it, science and critical understanding is good. You know, the understanding of principles, theories, and, and systems are good, which you need for different dimensions of life. But I dare say to you today that if you have sonesis and you have Sophia, but you don't have practical wisdom, your life is somewhat limited. It's somewhat limited. Now think about it. Solomon, as an ordinary believer, or as an ordinary um, um, Christian, you know, if you have, if you may, would have been successful. But you see, there are certain things in life, certain places you can never attain to if you maintain the status quo of the of the understanding and the wisdom that life presents you the education you receive from school the understanding that was impacted to you from tr several trainings and and several certifications and you know several understandings that were impacted to you based on your experience of life that is not enough natural wisdom is good but it's not enough to get you to fulfill god's will for your life some of you the destinies that God has given you requires, if, if you keep going this way, you might, you might spend a thousand years before you fulfill God's dream for you. It might take you forever. It might take you forever to fulfill God's demand for your life. If you maintain status quo, if you keep pressing in the way you're going. Friends, there is more to life. God has greater provision for you. To fulfill your life and destiny. See, if you keep going the way you are, you might need 50 years, maybe maybe 100 years or 200 years. It, you don't have that kind of time. Furnaces is God's system. It's God's provision given to the believer to excel absolutely. Furnaces present you with supernatural advantage. Now think about it. Solomon was 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 a wise man i believe but you see when god came and appeared to him and impacted him with this practical wisdom this practical understanding solomon's life became extraordinary this was a man who was a king who was fixed with a tax that was impossible he was going to feed the shoes of his father rule a nation but then god comes and impacts them with wisdom and understanding. The Bible says that the, the understanding and the wisdom in the heart of Solomon was, was greater than, his, than the sands at the seashore. His wisdom, the wisdom of one man was greater than the entire wisdom of nations. Kings had to come from all over to hear him speak. That is kind of wisdom that God wants to impact upon us. You've got to understand that as as believers, there are certain provisions that God has given to us that can remain latent if we don't begin to open our spirit up to, to enter into the fullness of our calling. Friends, God is calling you to go deeper. God is calling you to assess deeper mysteries 
in the word. Hallelujah. There are revelation points in the spirit. There are certain points that you will need to come and ascend into that will give you access to this wisdom. See, friends, we have prayed. We have labored in the place of prayer again and again. And this is what the Lord is telling me. This is the policy statement of heaven. That every one of you must begin to function in a higher level of wisdom. You must begin to function in practical wisdom that will make you exceptionally intelligent. See, there's a, there's a constitution. There's a constitution in the world. There's, God has made provision in his word. He has laid out certain principles in his word that when we look upon them, it will begin to transform our lives. Just like the nation where you are now has a constitution and everyone is bound by that constitution. Every one of us is bound by the word of God. So the word of God is, is, is final and finite. The word of God is absolute. The word of God is vast. And God wants you to plunge into it and begin to assess the mystery therein. It's time for you to come to a place where you step into the fullness of all God has for you. Amen. So, one of the things that will happen by the reason of this meeting today is that God is going to increase your capacity. Hallelujah. God is going to increase your capacity. I thought I was going to get an amen for that. God is going to increase your capacity. God is going to increase your capacity. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. What is Jesus speaking about? John 10.10. 10. He said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. What is the word speaking about? It tells you that there's a kind and a quality of life that God is presenting to you. There's a kind and a quality of, quality of life that God wants to impact into you. There's a kind and a quality of life that you must ascend to. Isaiah 60 and verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It's time for you to rise and shine. Because God is impacting upon you His glory to function in greater dimensions. See, friends, there is more to you than meets the eye. The Bible says these treasures are in eighteen vessels. God has locked up seven treasures in you. Seven treasures have been locked up, planted in your spirit. <laughs> God has planted seven treasures in you that will give you the advantage in life. So you have to arise and shine. He says in verse 2 of Isaiah 60, For behold, Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. It says, but the Lord shall arise upon thee. Can you see that? The Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be upon thee. What is God's answer to the darkness that is covering the earth? He says, for the Lord 
shall arise upon thee and the glory shall be seen upon you and he says and delta shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising friends what will make gentiles come to you what will make kings come to you is the glory of god that is risen upon you see as you go through in your journey of life and you receive many add-ons in your training and in your equipping there's an education of the spirit that you must receive it is the education and the training of glory the bible says concerning jesus and the child grew and worked strong in the spirit there's a growing and there's a waxing strong that you must begin to experience as a believer that is the answer to the problem that is the answer to the darkness that is the answer to the confusion believers rising it says for behold darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people you know that's the experience now so many evil news here and there even the politics and the politicians don't know how to rule the nations it doesn't have, it doesn't matter how advanced a, a nation is if you look at the affairs of the world you see that the nations are going to a place of darkness it's obvious when you turn on on cnn fox news abc prime time you know channels news arise tv whatever network you turn on you will see that there's, there's an evil news an evil report here evidently this scripture is true because it's saying that god's darkness is covering the earth if, if it's not a bomb blast here it's a it's an evil policy there or it's a it's an agenda by satan here different things coming right left and center hitting you making it known to you that in this darkness seems to be covering the earth but then he says that the lord shall arise upon you see i want to say this to you today god's answer to the problem of the world is you you are the answer to the problem of the world he says and the glory of the lord shall rise upon you the glory of god shall rise upon you upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you when the glory of God comes on you, it will be seen. It cannot be hidden. No man lights a candle and hides it under a bushel. No man lights a candle and puts it in the corner and puts it under the bed. No man. When you light a candle, you place it at the strategic place in the house that it gives light to everyone in the house. Kabaya. God is about to light you. God wants to light you with his grace and with his power. God wants you to give off light. God wants to light you such that you will begin to give off illumination. The world is groaning in God's darkness. You are the answer to the problem of the world, I'm telling you. And that's why you cannot afford to stay down. Many of you, God has given you mandates. God has given you assignments that will be the solution for several things around you. Some of you are thinking you are children. You are not longer a child. You are no longer a child. It's time for you to ascend. Let the glory of God descend upon you. I believe that that's what, what's going to happen in this meeting. That the glory of God will descend upon each and every one of us. And when God is done with you, you see, one of the visions of tent of meeting, tent of meeting is a place of encounter. Tent of meeting is not a place where we come and discuss theology 
theology is the understanding of about is, is theology is when you when you speak about God and you explain him. Mm-hmm. Tent of meeting is a place where we don't just discuss theology. We don't just talk about God. Tent of meeting is a place. There's another word called theophany. Theophany is a combination of two Greek words, meaning God and appearance. Theo means God. Fanny means appearance. So, theology is a study of the many things about God. But theophany is the experience and the encounter that God brings to you. So, Trent of Meeting is a place of encounter. Just like Moses encountered God on the Mount of Oreb in the burning bush. Just like Solomon encountered God. You can't explain, you can't explain what happened when Solomon met God. This is a place of encounter. This is a place of, of, of transformation. This is a place where God reveals himself to you. God said, I've come to give you understanding. The, an angel appeared unto Daniel and said, Daniel, I've come to impact you with skill. Tent of meeting is a place where you come in contact with, with God. Where God breathes himself upon you. And that breathing of God will cause you to experience supernatural equipping. Solomon just met God at this point in his dream. In his sleep. And that, in that moment changed his life forever. Job said, Lord, I've heard you with the hearings of the years. But now my eyes see you. You can hear about God. You can read about him. You can, you know, pray to him, but not know him. Job said, I've heard about you. I grew up hearing about you, people speaking about you. But he said there came a time where his eyes saw the Lord. Now I see you. One of the foundational mandates of tent of meeting is to bring you to the place where you encounter God. Where God is revealed, unveiled, stripped for you to see him. So it's a place of encounter. I want to tell you this because as you come to these meetings, God will be appearing to you. See, some revelations are not sufficient. Some, some, some revelations are not sufficient to push you to the place where God will have you go. An encounter is what much more than a, a lifetime is what more what more than a, a lifetime of words and explanation an encounter is what much more an encounter will impact upon you the absolute capacity the absolute ability that is in the very presence of god that was what solomon came in contact with and so in 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 in, in terms of meeting we come to a place where we understand theophany. The place where God gives you his appearance. <laughs> you leave the, 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 you leave the place of the outer court. The inner court seems to be good. Lighted with many candles and all of that. But when you go into, when you, when you see the, the pattern of how the temple was built. The inner 
pots were lighted with candles and all these things. When you go to the holies of holies, there was no light there. The only light that, that's in the holy of the holies is the light that, that, that came and emanated from the presence of God. So, where you are coming is you are coming either. Come up either. Come up. Come up to the place where you know God and know Him intimately. Not just know God, know Him from hearings and from, and from things that people say. You are going to know Him and know Him intimately. Through diverse encounters. The Bible said, Jesus, when He died and rose again, the Bible said He showed Himself to the disciples by many infallible proofs. God wants to prove Himself. <laughs> God wants to prove Himself to you. He wants to. God is not shy. God wants to reveal Himself to you. So, in terms of meetings, we're dealing with theophany. We're dealing with the appearance of God. We're dealing with the many encounters that God will bring to you. And I suspect that God is up to something in your life where you will begin to assess these encounters and empowerments. From the very throne room of God. Hallelujah. See in Theophany God displays himself visibly. And God expresses his very presence and character to you. If you look at what happened in Mount Sinai and Exodus 19. And you look at what happened in the burning bush in Exodus 3. And when you look at the fire in the wilderness. In Exodus 14 and 19 and verse 19. And when you look at the different visions that Isaiah had in Isaiah 6. When you look at Ezekiel's visions in Ezekiel chapter 1. And John's visions of God in the throne room in Revelation 4. That is the encounter that God is bringing you to. The Bible says those who know their God, they shall be strong. This is the knowledge that God is bringing you to. This is the wisdom. The wisdom of his glory. The wisdom of his presence. The wisdom from encounters. This is what tent of meeting is facilitating. This is what the angels of the Lord is bringing to you. This is where the word of God is going to present you encounters. The word of God is going to come alive to you. And this word is going to shift your life. In this day and age, uh, you must not be a child. <laughs> what to you if you are a child? Woe to you if you don't know God. Hallelujah. Amen. And verse 4, verse 3 of Isaiah 60 says, And Jethel shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. God is going to light you with his glory. God is going to light you with his wisdom such that your life will begin to give off illumination. Your life is going to give off illumination. Arise, shine. Your light has come. The glory of God is risen upon you. You are the answer to many of the problems around you. You are the answer. You are God's response. I said it before. You are not the one waiting on God. You are not the one waiting on him. God is actually waiting on you. God is waiting on you. The Bible says the whole world waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's time to, for you to come into that place where you encounter the wisdom of God. Practical wisdom. Oh dear Lord, thank you. The presence of God is so strong in this place. Wherever you are, 
The presence of God is strong there. The presence of God is administering reality to you. The presence of God is administering glory to you. The presence of God is equipping you. There's a training that you must go through in the spirit. This is the training of the presence of God. The presence of God will make you what His word speaks about. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And one of the things that God wants us to take, give attention to is the word. Because there's a spiritual value that the word communicates that brings a man's destiny into a shift. We, we need to begin to give attention to the word. You know, Paul said, Now I commend you to the word of his grace. To the word of God. I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all them that are sanctified. The word of God is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. When Jesus was living, he left the world with in the, in the he left the world under the administration of twelve illiterates. When Jesus left, he left he left. I mean, he, he left the world. These twelve, you would say, naturally speaking, weak men. But you see, the word of God that is planted in you is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. This is what made, you know, seemingly weak men, feeble men, illiterate. You know, Peter was, the Bible described Peter as a reed. He was, he was, he was in between two. He was unstable until Jesus called him a rock. This is what made, you know, this seemingly weak man communicate the gospel in such a way that it turned the world right side up. So it's important that you you understand the place of the world in your affairs. The Bible says the entrance of his word give it light and understand it to the simple. The word of God will impact light in your spirit. This is what will give you understanding. See, many times we disassociate spiritual from natural things. But you don't understand that the world were framed by the word of God. Hebrews 1 and verse 3. The words were framed by the word of God. The world was framed. The world, the entire thing you see was made by the word. And can I tell you something? They respond to what created them, the word. If you put the word of God in your spirit, the, the word of God will quicken you. Because man is a quickened spirit. The word of God will make you alive in the spirit. The word of God will make alive the possibilities of grace in you. That which, which is the mandate of God for your life, that which is God's assignment for your life, will be quickened when you start giving attention to the word. The Bible spoke of men of, men of Azekiah that they understood the times and the seasons. They understood the times and the seasons. First Chronicles 12 and verse 32. They understood what their brothers ought to do. These guys understood they were able to position themselves accurately so that they could fulfill their destiny and they could lead their brothers. Those who have the word of God dwelling in them richly, they understand the times and the seasons. The Bible says, but the people that don't know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. 
That is in Daniel 11 and verse 32. Those who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. When you know God, it empowers you with the ability to do exploits. See, see, let me tell you, I know this is opposed to, to conventional understanding, secular understanding, but this is the way. This is the way. This is, this is the way men rule. This is how kings rule. When the word of God dwells in you richly, it will begin to affect the things around you. It starts from within. It starts from within. See, when you know the word of God in your spirit, the wisdom of God in your life is quickened. There's no way you can have the word of God in you and you will not prosper. Because in the word possesses the ability to prosper you. See, there's a revelation power in the word of God that when it dwells in you richly, the word of God will make you have understanding of the times and the seasons around you. The word of God is not just historical. The word of God is prophetic. It's not just some historical document that talks about history and the lives of men and the lives and the times of different cultures. The word of God is prophetic in the sense that it has the ability to speak into your life and speak into your future and give direction to everything around you. <laughs> and the Balabakobia. You are coming into co in contact with grace by the word. By the word. So let the word of God dwell into, in you richly. For you, it's not an option. <laughs> it's not an option. The word of God for you is priority. The word of God for you is priority. The Bible says concerning Daniel that he understood. I mean, I mean, um, they, they spoke about the sons of Eskai that he understood the times and the season. And the Bible spoke concerning Daniel. That the, the secret thing was revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. The secret things were revealed to Daniel. See, what are the secrets God is revealing to you? Sometimes you are wondering, how come I'm not seeing things? How come I'm not receiving ideas? How come I'm not receiving inspiration? Perhaps the reason is because you've not allowed the word of God to dwell in you richly. The Bible says in Joshua 1, it's the word of knowledge shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night. You have to keep the word of God in your heart and in your mouth. You meditate on it, upon it day and night. That word possesses the ability to make you a good success. Daring, daring in the word possesses the ability for you to become a success. God locked up his power in the word such that when you begin to give attention to the word by studying, the Bible says, started to show yourself approved unto God. When you allow the word of God dwell in you richly, it approves you before the presence of God. It gives you credence. It gives you, it authenticates you. The word of God approves you. It empowers you to fulfill your destiny. Then was the secret thing revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. The question is you, what, what do you see in the night? <laughs> What visions of the Lord do you see? <laughs> I mean, you just sleep out through the night and you don't see nothing. God doesn't speak to you in the day and in the night. <laughs> Daniel 4 and verse 8, you know, and verse 9. Oh, Beth Zar, magician, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in thee, and no secret troubled thee. 
Tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen and the interpretation thereof. See how the king approached him. Because he knew that he had the answer. Friends, I told you from the beginning, you are the answer. You are the answer. You are the answer. Numbers 12 and verse 6 says, And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a great a prophet among you, I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision. And I will speak unto him in a dream. I will speak to him in a vision and in a dream. God must be speaking to you. He must be speaking to you by his wisdom. This is the, one of the reasons why you must allow the word of God dwell in you richly. Because when the word of God dwells in you, God will be revealing things to you. Secret things to you. Why is this important? It's important because, you see, God oftentimes hides things in mysteries. seals things up in, in mysteries. And, and you will need to have deep understanding. You will need to have access that the word of God gives you. You will need to have access that the word of, of God gives you. This access will enable you to function in a place where the, the secret things, the Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, it's the honor of kings to search it out. So God conceals a thing. He conceals them so that you would unveil them. So there are certain secrets that God will reveal to you that, will, that, that are answers to the problem. The king had a dream, but one man was able to interpret it. See, I'm telling you this, you have the answer. By the wisdom of God which is in your spirit, you have the answer. Job 4 and verse 13 says, In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep fall upon men, in thoughts from the visions of the night, there are certain thoughts that God will give you in visions. There are certain ideas, certain inspirations. The Bible says there's a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Lord gives him understanding. There are certain inspirations that will come to you by the spirit of God. That you have, if you are not a deep man, if you are not deep in the word, if you are not rooted and planted in the word, those things will, will, will elude you. Friends, it's time for you to go deeper. Isaiah 30 and verse 30 says, it will cause his glorious voice to be heard. God will cause his glory, concerning what you are doing, he will cause his glorious voice to be heard. He will communicate to you his unique percep perception. He will communicate to you his unique ideas that will give birth to, to the solution that the world generally needs. Now imagine if Joseph could not interpret dreams. Imagine how much famine would have hit the entire world. How the world would have been, you know, literally broken down. And hit hard. Imagine if Joseph didn't, didn't, couldn't interpret dreams. Imagine if, if Noah didn't hear from God. Just imagine. See, you are the answer. You are God's medium to reach out to the world. The Bible says Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. You are the answer. You are the one. So the wisdom of God's furnaces must be quickened in you. Your eyes must be open to see mysteries and you must embrace the wisdom of God. The Bible says a wise man foresees evil and hides himself <laughs> while a foolish man rode headlong into it. See, for you, you don't, you don't end up in accidents. You don't end up in you know, kidnappings and, and, and attacks and all of those things. You, because you foresee it, God will show you. God will quicken you. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. 
There's an, there's an ability of the Spirit of God in you that gives you direction. There's a Spirit in you that gives you inspiration, that gives you direction on where you ought to be by time. You cannot be confused. You cannot be, you cannot be barren. God has made you fruitful by His Word, by His Spirit. You possess the ability of God to change the circumstances, not just in your life, but the circumstances in your community. By the gifts of God in you, you possess the ability to begin to cause a change around you. Such that your life will give you illumination. See, the Bible says that the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. That explains that there are races that fast people, fast people don't win. So, speed is not always an advantage. Speed without wisdom is destruction. Speed is not always an advantage. If you're going in the wrong direction, it ends a man in rears. I don't know if you've observed people, you've observed, observed patterns in people. You see people, somebody making a wrong decision here and there, and you're seeing that. What this guy is doing, we end him. What this guy is doing is going to put him in trouble. But the guy keeps on drinking this because he lacks wisdom. Even, even companies and corporations, if they fail to evolve, if they fail to have an understanding of what's happening part time, they will lose their advantage. No man will remain on top forever without wisdom. And this is one of the reasons why a, a nation like Babylon, every time Babylon went and conquered another land, Babylon will, will ensure that its wisest men, its scientists, its people that had, you know, supernatural wisdom or supernatural access to mysteries who will capture those men and bring them in into their government. So Babylon understood that the only way to keep abreast, to keep, uh, to, to remain a, a world power is to ensure that it's bringing in wisdom from, a, from, from spirit, wisdom from, from science, wisdom from, from all over. For you as a believer, how come the wisdom of God in you has remained latent? That is the way you will break forth. That is where the glory of God will break forth in your life. If you look at different companies, some companies fail to evolve simply because they lack knowledge or understanding or wisdom. If you look at, like, if you look at Blackberry, you look at Nokia, you know, you look at certain companies how they were prominent for a time but in no time technology came and swept them off their feet and they couldn't i mean if, you, if i ask you what what about nokia today what about blackberry today many of you won't you don't even know you've not heard anything about them in many years what about um um, um kodak the um the company that makes um, lens that makes um, photo um, photo films. Where are they today? They fail to evolve. If you fail to allow the wisdom of God, and if you fail to entreat yourself by wisdom, if you fail to embrace wisdom, it's it's very likely that you will remain small. It's very likely that you will meet up with God's demand for you. And that's why I'm going to say to you that the power to evolve, the power to experience. The advantage comes from 
God's supernatural wisdom. So friends, we are at a point where you must understand the anointing of the Spirit is very key to fulfilling your life and destiny. The power of God is very necessary. It's very important that you are anointed with great grace. It's time for you to understand that you have to be well oiled. <laughs> when the anointing of God is strong on your life, nothing will be able to stop you in the path of your assignment. Nothing. <laughs> the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 1, Therefore, my child, be strong in the grace of, that is in Christ. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ. There's a grace in Christ that makes you strong. That is the provision that Jesus gave us. The anointing is the answer. Jesus said, it's the expedient of you that I go. If I go not, the Holy Ghost will not come. But when the Holy Ghost comes, he will, he will give you understanding. He will teach you all things. This is the answer that God has given you. The anointing is the answer. The anointing is the answer. The anointing is what has given you. The anointing. The anointing is the answer. Because the Holy Spirit is the wisdom of God. The anointing is the answer. To fulfill God's mandate for your life, the anointing is the answer. First John 2 and verse 14. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him, ways from the beginning. And he said, I have written to you, young men. See this. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Because the word of God abides in you. Because the word of God abides in you. So you've got to embrace the, the anointing of the Spirit. You've got to embrace the ministry of the Spirit. One of the things the Lord said to us this year is to embrace the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You've got to embrace that, that fellowship. Your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, he that is joined with the Spirit of Christ is one spirit with him. Be joined. Be, be mingled with the Holy Spirit. Let your walk with the Spirit of God. Let it be let it be inoculated. Let it be strong. The Bible says, Woe to thee, O land. When the king, when thy king is a child, and thy princes are eating in the morning. Exodus 10 and verse 16. It says, Woe to you if your if your if your land, woe to you if your land, if your king is a child. Woe to you. Oftentimes, people are leading, you know, even though this scripture says that woe to you if your, if your, if your land is ruled, if your king is a child, if your land is ruled by a king who is a child. We know that he wasn't talking about natural years. The Bible wasn't about, you know, the, the, the natural age of a man who is the king. The Bible was talking about something different because we know that Jotan was 25. The Bible says that Jotan became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord is God. That's in 2 Chronicles 27 and verse 6. Jotan became mighty because he prepared his way with the Lord. So, but we know that Jotan was just the age of 25 when he ascended the throne, when he began to reign as king. 2 Chronicles 27 and verse 1. Jotan was 25. So, what the Bible is saying, woe to the land whose child is a whose king is a child. He's not talking about chronological years. He's talking about the, the capacity of wisdom. He's talking about the, the, the maturity of the man's spirit. 
No, no, no. So, do you understand me? No, see, 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 see this. David, I don't know if many of you understand that David was around 15 years when he defeated Goliath. <laughs> David was just 15 years. In fact, the Bible historians say that David was between the ages of 12 and 15 when he defeated Goliath. Is that not amazing? <laughs> you are seeing now that you are already too old. <laughs> see what? See the feet. David became king at the age of 30. So it's not about your age. It's not about your age. It's about your experience in the spirit. It's about your impartations. It's about your encounters. It's about the revelation that God brings to you. That's what it is about. That is what it is about. Jotan prepared. He became mighty because he prepared his way before the Lord. Those who know they are God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. It's time for you to become strong in the Lord. The Bible says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You are no longer a child. God said to Jeremiah, I have called and ordained you a prophet from your mother's womb. So don't say you are a child. It's time for you to fulfill your assignment. It's time for you to fulfill your assignment. It's time. Stop saying I'm small. You're not small. Already now, you're already too old. <laughs> so it's time to begin to move by wisdom. It's time for you to begin to move by wisdom. Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30. I fulfilled it at the age of 33. The Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, killing all them oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Jesus was anointed and he understood the place, the ministry of the anointing. He understood the place of the anointing. Jesus understood very much that what the power of God had begun to bring to him. It's time for you to be strong in the Lord. It's time for you. Hallelujah. And in the power of his mind. And some believers believe that you can be powerful as a priest and you fulfill your destiny without praying. It's not possible. All the possibilities of God in you will only remain, will remain, will remain latent. Will only be potentials if you don't have a prayer life. If you don't have a prayer life, you are close to being confused and ruined and blown away by every wind of doctrine. You will be a very confused fellow if you don't have a prayer life. Because prayer gives you potential. It stirs up the potential of God and, 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 and expresses it, gives it a room to express. The Bible said Jesus in the days of his flesh cried with strong tears. For a believer that doesn't have a prayer life, if, if Jesus prayed, how come you are not praying? Jesus was the embodiment of the word become flesh. If God will have a prayer life, the Bible says in, 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 in Jude 20, building up yourself, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You're, you are built up as you pray. Another rendition says you, you rise up like an edifice. It's like, it's like how builders build a house. They build it block after block. So your, your life is built. A lot of times, your prayer life 
affect the decisions you make, affect your understanding, your perception. So, prayer is not just about understanding. Prayer is not just about about um, uh, and about. It's not just a religious endeavor. Prayer is not just about answer to prayers. The purpose of prayer is not just to get your, pray, your, your prayers answered. The strongest purpose of prayer is what it does to you. Prayer makes you strong. Prayer makes you strong. Prayer gives you the ability to fulfill your purpose. The Bible says in the, that the effect of having prayer, in James 5.16, the effect of having prayer of a righteous man, he said it makes tremendous power available. Power is made available when you pray. Power to do. The Bible says that that power is dynamic in its workings. In its workings. That power is dynamic. Able to, to produce grace. Able to produce instructions. Able to produce revelations. Able to produce encounters. And that's why in the Bible, men of prayer were men of encounters. Abraham prayed. We saw his how Abraham sojourned. See, as a believer, you can't sojourn life without praying. You can't make progress without praying. You make spiritual progress on your altars of prayer. You see how Abraham, everywhere he went to, he, he built altars and raised tents. He built altars. He built altars. Altar is, 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 prayer, is a place of prayer. You've got to have your own personal altars. You've got to have a prayer life. You have to, you've got to have a fervent and a prayer life. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Power is available when you pray. And that power is dynamic. It has the ability to cause a chain. It has the ability to, to transform your life. Not just your life and the lives of the others around you. It has the ability to, to make you formidable. Your prayer life will give you a robust spirit. Because, you see, the, your prayer life will make you advance, an advanced believer. You know, you know, you know quite well that if somebody, you, you met somebody who is, say for instance, a, a 40-year-old man and he told you all he had was his, his primary school education, you will know that, ah, this man, that's why he's this way. Oftentimes, people in life don't fulfill their callings or their um, their um, giftings when they don't go through, when they are not thoroughly educated. If a man has primary, primary school education, his chances of success is very slim. How many people do you know in life that all they had was primary school education that were successful? That's how it is when a believer hopes to eliminate prayer from his, 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 his sojourning or his Christian endeavor. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible for you to fulfill the, your destiny to the fullest. Prayer is like the tertiary part of your education. It's like your master's level. <laughs> so embrace prayer. Embrace prayer. Hallelujah. Because God wants to make His glory your weight. In this year, God is, God is making you weigh exactly what His presence weighs. Such that the doors that open to the presence of God are the doors that open to you. See, when you pray and you begin to assess supernatural wisdom, you, you, will, you will enter places that only the presence of God can enter. Men will fall upon themselves 
Favor will open up to you. Supernatural doors will open to you. See, it's prayer that gives you access to these things. Prayer will give you access to the wisdom of God. It will give you the ability to, to sustain God's assignment in your life. Ephesians 3 and verse 16. Paul was praying. He said that, that God will grant you. I pray that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the depth, what is the height. And you will know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge and you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It's time for you to be filled with all the fullness of God. All the fullness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. God wants, wants it to be such that no inch of you is missing him. Every part of you possesses God. Friends, you have what I'm saying to you today is that you have the capacity to, to carry God. You have the capacity to carry the very presence of God. God has imparted his nature into your spirit. God has imparted his nature into your spirit. See, the same things that answer to God must answer to you. Because when those things look at you, they see God in you. And that's why we're emphasizing a lot on the word, was emphasizing a lot on prayer, because these are the ingredients that, that gives you capacity to carry the very nature of God, even though that nature is inherent. But without finding the fire to flames, the fire can remain limited. It's time for God to break out of you. It's time. See, it's time for God to break out of you. For when the time you are to be teachers, you have, you need that one be teaching you again. You, you, it's time for you to leave milk and leave arguments and leave, you know, theories to begin to go to the strong need, the place of manifestation. The world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's time for you to experience wisdom to the fullest. I'm saying to you, the hand of the Lord by the anointing of the Spirit is upon you and it will begin to produce wisdom, durable wisdom, accurate wisdom. It will begin to give you insight in all your affairs. You will have insight. You will have wisdom, practical wisdom that will begin to shift you, that will begin to train you in the path where you should go. See, let me tell you this, friends. Oil works everywhere. The anointing of the Spirit works everywhere. And there's oil on your head. The anointing is on you. The anointing is a universal language. It's a universal currency. The anointing is recognized in every nation. Is recognized in every land. The anointing commands everything. It opens every door. It's a universal language. <laughs> Have a lot of it. Be anointed thoroughly with the anointing. Let this. Let's start. David said, My head is anointed with oil. Be anointed with great power. God has not put a limit to how much of him you can carry. So carry all of him. 
carry of all of him, function in all the grace, in the many-sided wisdom of God, in the manifold grace of God, function in every grace and be lacking in no gifts. See, friends, the act of the apostles is our template. See what they did. The, the patriots, the men in the scriptures, Daniel, Joseph, this, those are our templates. See what they did with their life. And if you study those men, you will see that all of them were full of God. All of them were full of the word. So you must not live by bread alone, but you must live by every word. Jesus said, I've come in the volume of the book, for it is written of me. He came in the volume of the book, in, 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 in the prophecies that were written concerning him. Friends, I want to say to you today, Jesus was not the only one that was prophesied about. The Bible is also prophesied about you. Have you found what the word of God says concerning you in Isaiah? Have you found what the word of God speaks concerning you in, in, in the book of John? Have you found those scriptures concerning you? What are the volumes? What are the books that speaks concerning you? Have you found the template in scripture? Bury yourself in scripture. Bury yourself in the word. Bury yourself. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Plant yourself in the word. It's time for you to become the image. The fullness of what God has called you to be. Don't be shallow. Don't be shallow. Don't be shallow. The assignment of God's word in you is to produce what you have seen in the word. The assignment of the spirit of God in you is to produce what the, the word of God you have captured in your spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 and verse 25, the wise will inherit honor, but the fools are held up to shame. The wise will inherit honor. It's time for you to begin to inherit honor. This is the absolute reason must allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. The Bible says to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines. There are doctrines in the scriptures that you must continue steadfastly on. They've not ended. And that's why the Act of Apostles didn't have a, a definite end. That's the book of the Act of Apostles. It didn't have an end. It wasn't concluded. The reason why the Act of Apostles was not concluded was simply because the Apostles are still alive. You and I are the sent ones. We are the Apostles. Sent ones so that the signs will continue. Continue steadfastly. In the doctrines of the Apostles. In the doctrines of the Word. In the doctrines of prayer. Continue steadfastly. Be filled with all the fullness of God. Let God break out of you. Because He lives, you live also. Because Jesus lives, you live also. Because He lives, you live also. Because He lives, you live also. The building block of a man's life is the word. Lay the word of God line upon line, precept upon precept. Like a woman carrying a baby. Let the word of God carry the word of God like that. 
Carry the word of God every day in your spirit. Carry the scriptures in your heart. Put the word of God in your heart. Like the boy with the five loaves of bread and two fishes. God can multiply what is in you. But make sure there's something in you. See, the wisdom of God can multiply five loaves of bread and two fishes. The wisdom of God can multiply it that it will feed 5,000, 6,000. But make sure there's a content, there's something God can work with in your spirit. God wants you to rule your world. God wants you to bear rule. Therefore, the word of God must dwell in you richly. The word of, the word of God is the wisdom of God. Aye, 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 aye. The Bible says, David was speaking, he said, my soul, attend to the word. Attend to the word. Let the word of God dwell in your heart richly. Attend to the word. It's by the word that princes rule. See, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Jesus said, I come in the volume of the book because it is written concerning me. It's written. I come in the volume of the books. What is written concerning you? Have you found the prophetic, that, that word that speaks about you, that word that speaks concerning your destiny, that word that speaks concerning your life? Have you found it? If you found it, then lay hold on it. It's time for you to begin to rule. These are the building blocks of your life. Wisdom is God's system of transforming your life. Wisdom is God's answer. Wisdom is God's answer, friends. Wisdom is God's answer. It's by the wisdom of God that you will manifest. It's time for you to allow the wisdom of God flow through you. Mara It's time. You know, because God doesn't want you to be hidden anymore. God said to us this year that we will shine as the firmament of the sky. It's time for you to begin to shine. It's time for you to shine. Uh, it's time for you to shine. It's time for you to shine. Hallelujah. It's time for you to shine. It's time for you to shine. God is going to inoculate you with the word so that you can begin to become the sign, so that you can begin to perform signs and wonders. See, the world has not seen yet the extent of how God can use a man. The world has not seen it yet. <laughs> God is about to reintroduce the word of God. I mean, God is about to reintroduce the world to science. God is about to educate the world with the new set of believers that are springing up from here. So you are God's man. You are God's man to fulfill his will. You are God's appointed man. God has, there's a mandate of God for your life and your destiny. God's mandate is in you. God, through you, is going to reintroduce and re-educate the world with signs. There's so much treasure in you. The Bible says this treasure in 18 verses. There's so much treasure in you. Your faith is already sealed by the word. Let the wisdom of God break forth out of you to reach your, your world. God has encoded you with grace. God is, is through the ministry of the word and prayer. It will be born into your consciousness. 
It may, you will be programmed to fulfill God's will for your life. It's by wisdom that princes reign. It's by the wisdom of God that you will break forth and fulfill your destiny. And today is the time. It's time for you to encounter the fullness of what God has for you. And today I pray for everyone on this call. Wherever you are watching, you are experiencing the fullness of God's power and the fullness of God's wisdom. The hand of the Lord is mighty upon you. You are fulfilling God's mandate for you. No longer will you be sworn. No longer. No longer. That which God has put within you begins to find great expression. From here, you are rising up like an edifice. You are rising up to fulfill God's mandate for you. Oh, dear Lord, dear Lord. I call you blessed. I see God opening opportunities to people here. I see you. I see somebody. You, God just gave you a new job. God just opened a new door to you. God is opening doors to you. You've been down for a long time, but now it's time to come up. <laughs> durable wealth, durable riches are coming to you. You are no longer hidden. The glory of God in your life is no longer living. It's breaking out for men to see you. Right now, I declare and decree that the opportunities are here. The opportunities that will present you before kings. The opportunities that will present you with power. The opportunities that will, that will give you relevance in the affairs of life. Those opportunities are beginning to open up to you right now. In the name of Jesus. Today, I commend you to the word of God, which is able to build you up. I commend you to the anointing of the Spirit, which is able to give you an inheritance. I commend you to the power of God, which is able to sustain you. Today, I release upon you the fullness of grace that you will possess that which God has planted in your spirit and you will fulfill God's great mandate for your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, I just want you to begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus. I step into the fullness of your mandate for my life. I step into the fullness of what you have for me. If you can pray in the language of the spirit, I want you to pray for the next one minute. We are going to pray. We are going to pray in the language of the spirit. We are going to pray. I step into the fullness of, into the fullness of grace. I step into my identity. I fulfill God's great plan for my life. In the name of Jesus. Is anyone hungry? Is anyone thirsty? Come drink. Drink. Drink from the well. Drink from the waters. Harushe Kopelia. Marushe Kepelia. Harekope Kapayatar. Today. Today you experience unusual grace. You experience the wisdom of God. You are impacted with grace. You are impacted with light. You are impacted with the spirit of God. You are inspired to fulfill your God-given calling. There's a mandate that is communicated to your spirit today. Today, you begin to hear the voice of God. You receive the inspiration that you need. The doors open to your destiny. Kapaya no mosai. Merosopego Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. The Lord said to say to someone, they are sending for you. They are sending for you. They are sending for you. Hallelujah. They are sending for you. The doors are open to you. They are sending for you. In the name of Jesus. Somebody has been trusting God to travel. The door is open right now. The door is open. In the name of Jesus. You fulfill God's demand for you. Thank you Holy Spirit. We give you glory. And we give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to ask, you know, um, that whatever you are believing God for right now, if you're believing God for anything, I just want you to take a moment. If, you, if you're believing God for a healing or you're believing God for anything whatsoever, just say it right now. Say it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, just say wherever you are, this is what I'm believing God for. Be, be accurate, be definite. In the name of Jesus, the wisdom of God is released upon you to fulfill that which God, which you have requested for. In the name of Jesus, it is done. If you are sick in your body, I call you healed. In the name of Jesus, if it's a lump, that lump lifts you right now. You are made whole, perfectly whole. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's time. Go and possess your possession and fulfill God's mandate for your life. In Jesus' name. Amen.